0: All right, uh, we're we're back. I, I'm 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 so glad that you're that you're back, Meals. You know, we, we we've missed you. It's been two weeks. It felt like fifty months. You know, I'm so I'm really I, glad I, that you.
1: I was once Meals, I was huh. once Meals, but since my brother, I have gone on a journey. In these past two weeks, I am no longer Meals. I am Brother Sunflower. Wow. I am, you know. I have been cleansed of the negativity that is the IWC, my friend. I have been cleansed over the last number of weeks of talking about very large men who carry lunch boxes or, 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 or groups with, with questionable names. Sir, I have been completely I, I'm, I'm redefined as we hear i'm 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 now brother sunflower i'm no longer mills i'm brother sunflower najiramba uh well
0: uh, welcome back brother sunflower it's right, episode yeah. 1 it, it, it's episode 155 of the a show and you have 1 hour to apologize
1: not n- n- Ramba.
0: going on everybody and welcome back to the a show i am justin here with brother sunflower himself meals first show back uh you know we, we did a, we did a lot of weird stuff uh some weird things happened i had to fire the crew that i uh came up with you know when you were gone i want to thank mark cyrus and the visibilities i uh, also want to thank nelson who was here last week but uh we, we booted on them they had to go we got the we got the boy back uh, I'm not sure. Should I, should I call you Mr. Sunflower? What, what what should I do here?
1: Listen, you know, meals, you know what I'm going to, for this, for this show, for the show, I'm going, I'm going to see how it sounds because for the past two weeks, I'm telling you, I've been enlightened. I've been just a different person. I have been, the air is a little bit more cleaner. Wow. The, 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 the mask is a little bit tighter still. Because, you know, the president, <laughs> be is, <laughs> is, is, the president is a little crazy, you know, it's still a little bit tighter. But still, I am. I am in line. I'm divine. I am everything, my friend. Let, let's go with meals for the show and we'll see okay. how we feel at the end of the show. I'm thinking of completely transforming into Brother Sunflower and just, you know, assuming that is as all monikers amongst all RNC radio platforms. Um but we'll see by the end of the show. We'll see how at the end of the show. But yes, I, I am here. I'm glad to be back. Thank you everybody who uh in the time when I was going on my spiritual journey, um, assisted and held the hands of Brother Davis along the way. Um, you know, it, the visibilities, sir, with you know Just a a band, a band I never knew. They're a terrible
0: band. Let's let's not lie. They're a terrible band. They're a terrible band.
1: Mark, who seemingly transported from the the world of the alpha sport, um, hashtag elite, um, to this universe here to provide his commentary. So thank you to Mark. Um, We missed you. We missed your meals. Not well, not me. Like
0: I was fine. It was new and improved. We had two o five in park. How'd you feel about two o five in park? Two
1: o five in park was a little ghetto. I'm not even gonna explain to you. It was a little wow. Okay, <laughs> it was a little. Well, uh, little what you feel? <laughs> I didn't know whether I didn't know whether Mark was Roxy. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. But you know what? We made it work. <laughs>
0: Thank you to everybody that filled in, and everyone that listened and didn't leave, didn't leave and unsubscribe from the show. Of course, you can subscribe to us at the A Show RNC Network on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, we have this show. We also have the G Show, which I am currently. Oh my god, I'm very tired <laughs> watching the G well, one every single day. I don't know why I'm doing this. Well, uh, we have episodes. Uh, we have an episode on Wednesday. We have an episode on Friday this this week. Have you been listening to that? Will?
1: I listened to the first one and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to catch these shows. And then I never caught one after that. So, uh, you know, I give all power to everyone who is currently uh, going through this experience of the G1. Well, all right. So here's the, we have to look on the bright side of this thing, right? It's happening. It's not yeah. it's not been canceled. It's not been postponed until indefinitely. It is still happening. So we have to at least look on the bright side for that. We could be not uh, thing, you know, experiencing it. I mean, usually the my extent of seeing the G1 is I'll see gifts when I wake up at six in the morning for work. But since I no longer have to wake up at six in the morning for work, I no longer see those gifts. So I, 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 I truly have no idea what's going on on. The G1 Um, is there. Is anyone looking promising thus far? Uh, I have to say right now, currently without without spoiling anything,
0: I'd say that Naito uh, Kota Ibushi and Jay White are in very good position as as well as Tanahashi. So, I mean, it looks to be like the same old players, but there are a couple you know, little cracks in, 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 in different plots and twists in there for the G1. We're starting to get really down to the nitty gritty. We have about seven or eight days left. Uh, of of the tournament so definitely check that out with myself and cyrus we also have the rewriters room with Armand, who had me on the show uh, of course a couple of uh weeks ago he has a new episode coming out this week and we have of course spot callers which we're gonna have a new episode coming out to you guys this month on the evil victory road 2011 uh that's tna impact (laughs) victory road 2011 you already know what show we're talking about and we also have what am I missing the war report, of course, with Cyrus and you know his, his cavalcade of different guests? But let's get straight down to it on no holds barred meals. This is your first no holds barred in two weeks, and we have a lot of news to go through before we get to the actual shows. Starting off with WrestleMania 37, it was it was it was set to be in LA, so we were all excited about that. I had my money ready, but they're talking about moving it back to the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa next year. They're gonna do a do-over. Um, more than likely, possibly, and do that in maybe a partially full arena or an empty arena, who knows? I'm sorry,
1: empty stadium, who knows? Uh, How do you feel about this, News Mills? Don't rent out a stadium if it's going to be empty. (laughs) That's how I feel (laughs) about it. That's legitimately how I feel about it. If you were going to rent out Raymond James Stadium, the full stadium, and perform in front of a crowd of no one, or LED screens, don't rent out that stadium. I would rather the Amway Center... It seems to be set up nice. I'm pretty sure you could hang some stuff from the ceiling over there and and spruce it up a little bit. Um, but first of all, I think, you know, the pandemic, I think everyone, especially this year, I mean, considering the plans, I mean, canceling WrestleMania was like six months ago, and I don't know if you still feel it forlorn about it or you're just kind of over it. Did you get your refund?
0: Yeah, I got my refund about a month later. Me, Mark, and Cyrus did. Um, I was sad about it, but I think, you know, it was it was that initial COVID wave of, of sadness, really, where it was like you were witnessing everything kind of go away, and now it's like it's it's very commonplace. I mean, look at what we're seeing now. We're seeing movies c- completely pushed out of twenty twenty. We're seeing movie theaters completely shut down and go out of business. Like this, there are bigger things, you know, at play here than oh my god, we're missing WrestleMania in in a stadium. Like it it was cool to see it, you know, when they, when they were able to do it in the PC. But I, I do think that it's very admirable. In a way to to kind of give that back to Tampa. I, I'm I just don't like, and I'm pretty sure you feel me on this. I don't like them just going back to Florida in general. I feel like if no. they're gonna do this, why well, don't just leave? <laughs> All
1: right. So here's the thing about them going back to Florida, which is why I understand. I think both of you, you and I both know why they're going back to Florida. It's because mm-hmm. there's no rules. There is yeah. no, there is no uh Pretty much everything has been kind of lifted. People don't even have to wear a mask in Florida, whereas in L.A., I'm pretty sure they're pretty stringent on following a set of guidelines that you need to follow, um, which is why WrestleMania will never work in L.A. And unfortunately, it's sad for me and sad, I think, for a lot of people as well, because I think everyone who wasn't going to, you know, Tampa this year was like, okay, we're we're definitely in LA. Like we're definitely yeah. over there. It's, it's amazing weather. It's amazing time. Everyone's kind of over there. Of course, we're going to go over there. And that's kind of getting taken away from us. Um, it seems like, it seems like there's been no official announcement, but I wouldn't be surprised if they re that pirate thing and, <laughs> and decide to hang it uh, back in the stadium and and try to recreate a lot of the moments over there. Um, yeah. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same, but I yeah. get where they're doing it. I get if, if I can see lower bowl not full upper bowls split like yeah it's going to be it's going to be weird That's going to be weird to look at unless they, they put an led between people or something they did
0: what the nfl did this week which i'm not in, i'm i'm not going let's just be clear okay. but what the oh, nfl yeah, sure. did <laughs> um this weekend what they have like 25,000 people there or something like that at one of the right. one of the games I think they might be trying to aim for a new COVID record, which would be the sickest shit I've ever seen in my life. But um I I do get the strategy here. They don't wanna they don't wanna debut in the Sophie Stadium in LA if it's gonna be in these types of conditions. I completely understand. So why not just push LA back to 2022 and then do Tampa and then hopefully we're out in front of these things. And we we're far enough at we're far enough back that we can guess and pray and hope. Pre- vote people that, um you know, we will be ahead of this thing in 2022. So I'm going to hold out hope that L.A. is going to be the next city and they'll get their pirate ship and uh, Raymond James in 2021
1: uh, for Yo, WrestleMania. Imagine, imagine whoever the announcer is, is like we have just broken the covid live attendance record um of a signature. 20,000 or something along those lines and like everyone kind of cheers behind their mask and stuff like that. I'm interested in kind of how they do it. If it's anything like um, what they did with NXT, which we'll talk about a little bit, um, it could be interesting. I mean, WWE has kind of been, I don't want to say in the forefront because it's not like they... I like, I was on the show a week ago, but I heard what happened a week ago, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stay in the forefront, but you know, they've been deciding to take steps forward and improving everything. So they're able to still run a show. So we'll see how it comes when it's WrestleMania time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, next up on the no holds bar, the WWE has elected a new uh, member to their board of a uh, board of directors. Barstool sports CEO, Erica Nardini, has been, uh, has been elected to be in the board of directors, and she she has had quite a, a story career. Like she, she, you know, she's what people would call a uh, a, a a girl boss, you know, someone who yeah. has who has who has been at the top of everything that she ha- that she has done. Um, and again, I I think more than anything, this is you know we've been we we've been talking about the what what they have been trying to do, uh, with the WWE's business for the past a couple months here, Uh, obviously going all the way back to the cameo stuff that we talked about a month ago to the way that they're handling social media. Of course, WWE has one of the biggest social media presences in the world. Uh, But Nardini, she's, she is one of the people who launched a partnership with uh, Penn national gaming, who does, they're like a casino operator. Uh, She's of course has handled Barstool for pretty much her whole career. Uh, She's launched more than 35 brands from entertainment, sports, female lifestyle, betting, business, uh she she's like developed more than 1500 social accounts uh, a, a top channel on Sirius XM and the number one selling flavored vodka in North America Pink Whitney which makes a lot of sense when we think about the WWE champagne that they put out that <laughs> they're, they're, they're oh. on putting out that we talked about two weeks ago so I think this signing is more indicative of what WWE is trying to go forward as a brand going forward like this is this is someone who can help them get to that next level and looking at her accolades it's making sense, a lot of the decisions that they've been making for the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would agree so. I looked at her resume as well. I even decided to look at like five minutes of an interview with her as well just because I think she's really more heralded for being like the CEO of Barstool, which is like yeah. an insanely white male thing. <laughs> Um, and just being a female kind of in the charge of it and helping them expand theirs. I was looking at statistics like eight times, 700% raise in terms of just brand awareness and all this other, and partnerships and all this other stuff. And it's 100% clear what they're doing. Um, I think it's interesting when you look at like 20 years ago and stuff like that, um, when WWE couldn't kind of figure out how to shake the the stigma of like, It's pro wrestling. Why are you still watching that? Like it's pro wrestling. Like, and now it seems like they're they're being very, uh, you know, they're taking the necessary steps to be like, okay, how can we make our brand more appealing, just kind of wide, even to the. I mean, she's done it with a lot of the eighteen to thirty four year olds, which is like bar stools, like key demographic, Um, and and she's you know she's helped deliver it to people, and I'm assuming she's helping to try to do that again. I think WWE really wants to. Improve. They want like conglomeracy. They want mm-hmm. the world. They want everything. um So, yeah, she's going to help improve that. I mean, hopefully.
0: I and we're going to talk about the, the, the new fold and wrinkle in the whole WWE and, and the performers uh, social handles thing in a second. But I, the moves that they're making remind me of the moves that they made back in 2014 where Vince... It was a big payback. We talked about it last year. The, the deal with that, that Fox deal, that universal deal was the big payback. He was not happy about that TV deal five right. or six years ago. He was not happy about that. And I think, and I, and I was surmised that even though he got the two Billy, he's probably not happy with that either. He probably sees what Disney's doing. He's seeing what, what I mean, other brands like, you know, uh, Sony, you know, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking like you said conglomerate. They're thinking of, of of being more than just an entertainment entity. They're thinking of being just a, a straight entity within all these other companies that are going on. Damn. And I think getting someone who has launched 1500 successful social platforms is definitely how they raise their cachet to potential buyers. I'm going to put right. it out right here. I think I I think that they're trying to get themselves in a position where they're going to get bought out in the next 5 years when this deal Well
1: This is interesting and and it's going to cut into our no holds bar thing. We had a discussion sometime last week because Mm -hmm. you sent me that article about NBC Universal reportedly pivoting from streaming um, and and sci-fi and E! may not have longer and things like that and stuff like that. And we had an interesting discussion in terms of where WWE can go on from there. And is, is WWE in terms of like their TV deal, because their TV deal is coming up in, I think, what four years? Four years, yeah, four years, as of this week. So NBC is like pivoting; they want to use Peacock a lot more. I think they're trying to get away from a lot of the TV things, but they're still like a viable sort of. Uh, damn, I feel like we're talking like a fucking business thing now. No, it's
0: good. It's good. I mean, but, because because we could be we are that that is on you know that puts us on the cusp of wrestling looking different in five years us doing this show for almost three years you know you know lord willing we're going to be around when this deal comes up again but like when it comes back around and, and let's just let's just clear the, the cards off the table right now wwe gets bought by disney wwe gets bought by universal wwe gets bought by you know any of these companies because they see that wwe has a foothold in streaming we need that on peacock right makes sense right. We Don't need it on there, but WWE, has their own net. Like, like, what if they buy the network? And then, so and you can only get a network through Peacock.
1: So, they're trying to do their best to kind of improve just inter- just I won't even say their rate. I guess they're, um, what would you call it? Damn, it's slipping my brain now. They're trying their best to kind of improve, uh, just their worth in general, yes, in, in all platforms. So yeah. when it comes to the next four years, five years, and, and and we were talking about, like, even the possibility of Vince McMahon still being there. And we kind of talked about, a little bit about, like, why he's so important to still be there as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, stepping down um, just because he is that face. But he, they're trying to continue to raise the, you know, the profile. There we go. The profile of WWE. So when we get to that point in four or five years, it's going to be – listen – the billions are just going to be there. Like it's yeah. not even going to be a question. So yeah, yeah this is this is 100 a step in the right direction, and they're making an investment within themselves to making a bigger investment just in general. So
0: yeah, and and they they are. Let, let, let's be clear. Like they're cracking a lot of eggs to do that right now. Like I, there's yeah. a lot of stuff they're doing right now that might not make sense. But down the line, it's like when you when you purport. And, and, and I said it. I was like, Vince is only still around because if Vince is gone, those stocks drop. The 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 confidence in this company drops if he's not around. But if Vince is setting up for the big buy instead of the big payback, they don't they don't need that well, Once 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 Vince gets cashed out and they and they cop the company, he don't gotta be around no more. Right. He can he can let them do whatever they want to do with it. You know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and I think this is what it's setting up for. Look at their their foothold on Twitter. Look at their foothold on Instagram. WWE has two to three to four different accounts tweeting about their shit every single day. WWE on Fox, WWE NXT, the main WWE channel. They have handles in every single country, <laughs> like, right. they, and, and they're all over. They're all over like what twenty thousand followers. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're all successful in their own right. Like this is a company that is say what you want about. Their ratings—they're not. You, I, I'm, I'm going to write it right, right now and say it. they don't care about the ratings no more. They got the money. <laughs> they can't pull out the deal. They're they're, yeah. they're looking at the, they're looking at the internet and the social media and the actual content part of what they sell. And if Peacock has old Attitude Era episodes, which is what, and when you look at the Peacock commercials, meals, what are they? What do they promote? They're not promoting Roman Reigns. They're promoting Austin Three Sixteen says I just whipped your ass. <laughs> pro- they're promoting the Rock. Promoting the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're not promoting what's going on now because they have the video library. They have ECW. They have WCW. They have all of this stuff. Like, and they could have more. Now you're seeing on the network they have Evolve. That, like, if, if like, and, you know, again, this is hypothetical, if Peacock is your one-stop shop for wrestling, and they already have 10 million people subscribed to it, that 10 million goes up by one, two, three million, and that goes up even more by people who want to catch wrestling and catch old wrestling and stuff like that. It, 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 it's. It's going to be a crazy couple years and, and this is just what I'm predicting. We're not saying this is going to happen, but this is, you know, just think about it. Just think about it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: next up, and this is, this is where the eggs are getting, being cracked at. Uh, a report came down, uh, late last week that WWE was cracking down on the Twitch accounts of all of their talent, basically telling them to shut it down because they're going to be making their own WWE model Twitch accounts, uh, and, to, and either actually shut it, either
1: I'm, shut it down or hand it over.
0: Yeah, either shut it down or hand it over in much in much the same way that was done when Xavier Woods made Up, Up, Down, Down. Because that used to be his. And then he handed it over to WWE to a point where like when I was at like the 2K event last year, Up, Up, Down, Down had their own crew working. And I was like, wow, this is literally just to be – this just used to be Xavier Woods' thing. Now they have actual WWE employees working on it. But something in the vein of that where people like, you know, paid Lena Vega – uh, and countless other people are basically not in control of their Twitch anymore. A lot of people were upset. We still don't really have much clarification from WWE, obviously, because this isn't information that was supposed to get out to other people, but it mm-hmm. is. But um, I, I don't I don't predict they will say anything about this. I think this like goes pretty much hand in hand with their announcement of uh, getting Erica Nardini into the into the fold because she's probably going to be helping develop that social presence and those partnerships with Twitch and with Cameo. Um, I think the bigger play here is a WWE Twitch channel, which, again, raises up their their social media and and and, and, uh, content cachet. But the lower form here is that, you know, this this Twitch stuff, it it kind of directly ties into contracts that will probably be made in the future where talent will have to be streaming on Twitch or talent will have to be getting a cut of Twitch revenue, which, again, muddies things up and kind of muddies up the independent contractor thing.
1: Yeah, it uh, it uh, especially when all the reports are kind of saying it'll be included in their downside guarantee. So kind of everything that they receive from Twitch, which in my opinion, I don't know too much about Twitch statistics. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a lot. I've seen some of the WWE people on Twitch. They don't have they have don't you get me wrong, they have more subscribers than me. But it's not like they have a shit ton of subscribers except maybe like Paige or something who's like legitimately like yo just subscribe. Don't even talk to me. Just subscribe. Just just <laughs> just yeah. and I I'll, know and I'll, and I'll send you some merch or I'll send you some uh I'll send you some wrestling boots or something. Just subscribe. Like it's it's crazy. So it's interesting kind of how the way they do it. It's still a little bit of muddy water in terms of the like I said, independent contractor versus what you can't control and what you can't control. If she goes by her real name, is that fine? But you still have to kind of let WWE know. And I'm assuming like if they let them know, it's like, okay, well, it's not in part of your contract. So if WWE starts making bread off social accounts. don't expect to be paid from it is what I'm assuming is what's going to happen. Yeah. I it's a, you know, it's, it's a muddy water. I think it's a, I think, once again, like we just talked about, is WWE improving their profile and their social imprint and kind of everything on the entertainment business. But at the same time, it's like you look at the the things that they kind of worry about, which is like how it kind of affects the superstars and how it kind of like trickles down to that fact um it's still kind of unclear and i'm sure it'll become clear like a year from now i'm sure we won't be having this discussion i hope um i hope it's just kind of the massive war between wwe uh between like what are we independent contracts is this and like unions and all this other stuff doesn't start over twitch um out of all things but we (laughs) you know what i'm saying like but we, I think we're going to see over the next couple of months of kind of how it affects everybody. And it, it's I haven't seen anyone kind of step forward from the standpoint of like, yes, we're in approval of this from a superstar standpoint. No one is kind of say like, yes, this is totally it. Like I, I they sold it to me and I'm buying. Um, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, it it, it is odd that this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, even though I'm pretty sure they're on on, for multiple different people. They have different reasons to be disgruntled. Um, I know that people love, you know, playing video games. Of course, this is a younger roster. They're not sniffing coke and fucking doing steroids anymore. You know, they're they're, they're doing things that, you know, they're they're interacting with their fans. I will say on one hand of WWE is is going to commodify this which is what companies do they will make they're going to make you pay money to see the talent that they put on tv every single week that's just the way the fucking shit works it's just the way it is like but i will say that like they need to to strictly clarify to these people what is in their contract and what is not and if they do have the option to do it under their real name i think that is important like if Zelina vega and, and we said this before like that's that's characters. I think if Zelina Vega, you know, her her real name, what's her name? Uh, Thea Trinidad, if she went on and did her own thing, I think people would absolutely follow her there, too. And follow both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we, we need to know if there's a clear distinction of whether they're able to do it on their own or not. Uh, uh, you mentioned you didn't see anyone outwardly say anything. Yesterday, Paige and Zelina actually had a, a conversation on Twitter. Where Paige said, I saw
1: that. I, I saw that. Yeah. But I mean, outwardly really saying it positively because. It oh, right, right, seems, right. Right. Yeah, but they like, were talking I, unions. They were talking. I mean, she said "I page. I saw a tweet from her. And she was like, I was I just started reading a lot about unions and stuff. And I think part of that's like, OK, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> what she, yeah, I'm not sure what she was trying to, like, uh, get out of that. Um, uh, by all means, educate yourself. I'm not sure what she was trying to get out of that. Um, but, you know, I think it's just honestly, I think it's for the social media boost and bump. But, um, you know, if 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 this is the straw that breaks the camel's back and not like the the years of like concussions and broken things and medical bills and you know Well they very, cleared all that up.
0: They clear yeah. cleared that up. But that was from
1: government pressure. The government isn't gonna give a
0: fuck about this. You know no, what I like, <laughs> Yeah, like, like Andrew Andrew Yang isn't gonna fucking change anything about this. Like let's be clear. Like he he ain't lit, he's not lit either. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's not the guy. Like no one no one takes he's a he's a guy who who has businesses as well like get the right. fuck out of here so I mean again they need to clarify some things I, I would imagine that a lot of the older guys barring AJ Styles probably won't give a shit about this <laughs> to be clear like I'm, I'm pretty sure like Randy Orton probably do not give a shit because he's able to do whatever the hell he wants to do but for the other the other uh, men and women there um you know I hope something shakes out for them but again I think this is more of a WWE trying to uh, get their grasp on every single thing the talents have and, and have, you know, cause essentially think about it uh, meals. They own a roster of cartoon characters. Right. And yeah. they, they own imagine they're, they're Hasbro and they own GI Joe and you're just, you're just Sergeant Slaughter playing the, the guy on GI Joe who used to host. They own the actual properties and the intellectual properties. And that's why they're doing this. And it's, it's been weird because wrestling has always been in that weird middle space. But now you see yeah. you're seeing you're seeing WWE act as if they're the Mattel, they're the Hasbro, they're the Apple, they're the you know, Marvel. You know, that's that's where they said that's where Stephanie said that they wanted to be at, is it was on the Marvel level. So that's what they're acting like now. And and I think again, it's very jarring because they've never operated like that before. Now they're operating like an actual cold-hearted business.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like where does Ric Flair begin and where does Ric Flair end when it comes to WWE? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where does Ric Flair drip? go into wwe's pockets and where does it not um so we'll we'll see kind of how uh you know this kind of shakes out in the forthcoming weeks i guess
0: uh before we go to break really quick let's talk about Takeover 31 really really quick now i don't want to take a lot of shine from cyrus who i know will have a blowout episode about nxt takeover 31 and this week's episode of nxt and aew dynamite on this on uh, the war report this friday but um I thought the show was phenomenal I thought I thought of all the COVID era shows I thought in your house was clearly the strongest NXT takeover of this whole era but I felt that this one blew it out of the water I thought this was just from start to finish just an amazing show
1: yeah no I agree I think it was it, it kind of reminded me of the old takeover I've been very very critical of NXT um for a couple number of weeks and maybe I'll end up on now that I'm back maybe I'll end up on the war Port. I know Sooner than later to kind of talk about it, but i and just in terms of their rebuilding process, I think a lot of the 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 transition to u s a and then also kind of like the exodus of a lot of their top stars has kind of you know hindered their show, but I think they took kind of the best of all of they have right now. And they made a really kind of a bang up show. I mean, that main event between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, I think is, is damn near close to an instant classic at this point, because mm-hmm. it is, it is probably one of the most in the last two years. And I say this in the guard, we're past the Gargano Champa era of NXT, which thank God we are. I would say that <laughs> is, that's been the most refreshing And kind of brutal, but also kind of wrestling and not so much, you know, there's story behind it, but it's not so much dependent on like the story of it. Uh, Ultimately, it's like these two gladiators going at it and really beating the hell out of each other. And I thought it was incredible Um, as as well as the undercard as well. I mean, everyone kind of showed out when it came to TakeOver 31.
0: Yeah, I, I gotta say, like the main event style has changed twice now. So we had the Keith Lee carrying cross match, which we thought was really good too. Obviously, like, I mean, still a good match, but the the O'Reilly Balor match. Is this is this Balor's best WWE match? I'd say so.
1: I'd say so as well, which is weird to think, considering how, you know, how far he's actually come, but I do think so as well. And I also have comments on Balor as well. But yeah, this, this is his by far his most I think even – I don't even know if it's his best, but in this role, in his current role that debuted a year ago, legitimately a year ago, the NXT episode that on USA was one year ago, um, this has been by far the most full as an in-ring performer that he's felt just in yes. general. The, the aggression, the, the kind of the pace, the intensity, kind of everything moving forward, is just, it, was, it was incredible.
0: Yeah, I I um I mentioned this on the Rewriters Room. Uh, check check out that episode about Finn Balor if he didn't get injured uh, with Armand uh, and the crew. I mentioned that this time when Finn went to NXT, and you know, I I, I don't think he'll he'll be there super long either. I, I do think he will get called up eventually, if not this week, but um not this week, but I mean eventually. Um I I said that this was a Finn that was. in the leadership role that he was not able to be in the first time. Whereas he had to be the number one, the blue chipper, the number one draft pick, all that stuff. That wasn't, you know, the more I think about it, that might not have been the right role for him, you know, where, and that, that might've given us, you know, that might've given us like, and it could have been the right role maybe, but you know, he got injured, you know what I'm saying? And then that, that blew up so so much stuff for him. But I feel like this, this Finn is the one that is getting these guys ready to go up and to not fall into the same you know traps that he fell into in the main roster like I feel like for him you know the first time was oh my god can we can we push an NXT star and can they make it and then he got injured and then they kind of they were they kind of fell back meals they were just kind of like I don't we don't know whenever we call him up we don't know if we want to really push him. not strong anymore they might get injured mm-hmm. but now Finn is in a role of advocacy where he gets called if he gets called up again he can say you know what bring Kyle with me bring, you know, you know, if he's not up there already, bring, bring Cameron Grimes with me, bring Damian Priest with me, because he's worked with all these guys. Bring Thatcher with me. He's worked with so many freaking styles this year. Keith Lee, you know, Adam Cole, Gargano, Riddle. He's worked with so many styles that it was just like, oh, my God, it's refreshing because, I, you, you know, you can say, like, he worked with Baron Corbin too much, but then he worked with Damian Priest, and that was a completely different match than what we got when he was on the main roster. Like, he is showing us now what all the hype was about <laughs> and and i think I, I absolutely agree this is his best role um since he's been in in the company really like i, I gotta say like really amazing stuff there what you feel about kushida and velveteen dream was that a write-off for him or was that something like yo you're you have fucked up too much this is what this is how we're gonna treat you this guy got his ass beat for at least 98 percent of that match and still lost
1: yeah i think this is more so um I wouldn't say it's a write-off. It's definitely a lot more of a uh, that you're kind of you Dog have house. to yeah you're pretty much doghouse like you're gonna eat shit until you like it type of thing that Triple H kind of went through um, trial by fire I guess and I and we'll see how he comes out the other side because I think um, in an interview sometime earlier this week I guess he was talking with press Triple H is saying like you know Velveteen his his personal things is definitely like affecting how he's being perceived, and it's a, yeah. and it's effect and it's a, not even just affecting that, but in terms of just like kind of um, his his professional life and personal life, his his personal life and his immaturity within his personal life is now affecting his professional life, and I think that's what kind of we saw there is him kind of getting you know put in the doghouse and it'll be interesting to see how he kind of comes out from the other side especially given everything that's kind of gone on
0: i i don't know how they reconcile this meals i really don't other than having him go away for a really long time i really do not know how they reconcile this this is and i think it's even it's amplified even more with what's going on just in the world period speaking out movement uh literally people just you know being in dire straits right now, like this, this is, you know, the, the, the role of abusers and, and bringing them to justice is now a bigger, you know, a, a bigger conversation. Cause at this point, meals Enzo was fired for literally just the allegation, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and not, and, and not telling them that he had the, you know, that, that, the, what, what went, you know, what was going on at this point? I don't know. And I'm not going to say like, what is Velveteen Dream worth? Cause we can't, we can't judge what Velveteen Dream is worth to, to those people. We don't know because we could be asking the same thing of like Otis or we could be asking the same thing of like whose worth is more or is worth more. You know what I'm saying? It depends on who on who, who's running the show. I can't say what his worth is. I, I know he doesn't have great matches. I know that during this fucking match that he had with Kushida, it was Kushida doing 100 percent of the work <laughs> and him just kind of bumping around. But I do know that like he does need to either go away or they need to say a statement. We're far we're far past the point of them saying what happened. But we are definitely at the point where they need to actually put enact some actual rules. Is he going to classes? Is he going to to uh, to, to to therapy to figure out these issues? Like what what is going on?
1: That yeah, is a different. How are we How are we proactively, um, you know, addressing the concern that people generally do have? Considering you know this is a business, um, there are the different children, children, children who are fans of it. Yeah, stuff like that. How are we addressing this? I thought you know we saw a statement just recently, and I'll touch on this really quickly so we can head into break but there was a statement over the week by former wwe superstar jack gallagher and i thought as bad as what he did and as the things that he did i mean the level of accountability and the level of um i'm trying and and him kind of taking the step back he didn't say like oh i'm jumping in and address these allegations and and kind of like Taking away the conversation from those victims, he said, I purposely stayed out of that conversation so they could be more shine on the speaking out thing. And he kind of addressed what went on during that time. And he says that he's the one who approached, you know, the vice president of talent relations about this. And he knew that he would kind of be released from this. And he just kind of that's kind of how it went. Um, I thought there was a level of accountability that we don't see with a lot of people who are accused of anything. I mean, in anything, in terms of whether it's WWE, whether it's Velveteen Dream, whether it's Tory Lanez, whether it's anybody who's accused of any sort of wrongdoing, it's a level of accountability that we a lot of times don't reach. And I want to just briefly, I mean, as much as I can applaud him for that, because I do think that there is a there's a sense of humility that comes along with kind of, Addressing that and saying that you did wrong and all this other stuff like that—that that, you know—is
0: the dream just didn't do and hasn't. Yeah, been. yeah. And I know they—they they let they let Triple H speak as as a proxy through him, which uh, ends up with Triple H having his foot in his mouth more often than not. And I wish they would literally. Stop having him speak on this issue. I'm, I'm, I'm being very serious. Like the, he just does not make it better. But I think they need to be showing some type of re reha- you know, rehabilitation or something like that. Take him off TV. I, I think if this was the moment where he's taken off TV, we need to know what's going on. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, I don't know. But now it's, it's too loud to ignore. You know, it's yeah, way too loud to ignore. Too loud. Um, we're going to leave the rest of TakeOver 31. to to Cyrus uh, on on, on the war report. Uh, We thought it was an amazing show. Definitely check out the war report on Friday. And uh, after break, we're going to talk about SmackDown and raw laying a stinky egg. And we're going to get into our draft thoughts before next week. Uh, So stay tuned on the a show. We'll be right back. And it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin, and right now you're checking out the A Show on RNC Radio. You want to know why it's called the A Show? Hell, son, you tell me. Who else is going to remember me and Farouk getting our asses kicked by skipping Zip at a 1996 Superstar taping. I'll tell you who: Justin Davis and Jamil Rayburn. Not too. So I'm going to take a swig of beer for the working man and kick back down here at the Broken Skull Ranch in South Texas and pop on the best damn podcast for a some bitch like me. The A-Show on RNC Radio.
1: And we are back and we are here to kind of go over kind of everything that's going on in WWE this week. And we have to start off with SmackDown last week. Boy, you had some thoughts about this. I'm going I'm to start off with this because you had some general thoughts about it <laughs> that actually opposed mine. Um, who knew? Uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Versus Jey Uso has been confirmed for Hell in a Cell. It'll be the official rematch between these two since their Clash of Champion encounter. I didn't get to talk about their Clash of Champion encounter, but I thought it was exactly what the Doctor needed in terms of establishing Reign as this terrorizing heel that's going to dominate the brand and to break ties with his family is certainly the most, um, certainly the strongest way to get that across. But we're getting the rematch so let, let's talk about this how do you feel tell me about your thoughts about part two of this feud that we're gonna see heading into hell in a cell
0: i man i am uh i'm not I, I i'm okay i don't hate it i'm not the biggest fan of it i think people took it as like i was saying i hate this and everything about this and i will not watch it like obviously i'm gonna watch it i, I think roman is the strongest part of the company right now but i i think that in the Classic Champions match, I felt as though you did everything that you could do with that. I thought it was emotional. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, I, I, I don't know what more... Okay, I mean, let's just be clear. We know We know the outcome. <laughs> I don't know how much more of, like... I feel like the WWE tends to do this thing where they drag things out when I mean, you could do you could literally just do it once and you'd be fine. But they're dragging oh, yeah. this let's, out let's another. Talk about
1: Monday Night Raw pretty soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're dragging this out another four weeks. And for what? Like, I'm not saying that. I mean, it's pretty clear. And I think I tweeted this. Like Roman has a no fiend clause in his contract. It looks pretty clear. They they're, they're steering clear of the Roman fiend thing. We're not going to get that but, at
1: all. But, Well, I think it's – and and I'll say the reason why we're probably not getting Fiend right now is because I'm beginning to think the Fiend may not be on SmackDown for that much longer. But I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit concerning the draft. But that's what I think is going to happen. And they didn't want to kind of do a thing like they did last year where Mm – and and it was funny that uh, on Twitter we kind of talked about it in terms of that moment last year with the whole Seth versus Bray Wyatt thing. Um where they kind of move Bray Wyatt over to Smackdown, but then have him won the Universal Championship while he was still in this raw program and all this other stuff is muddying a lot of the waters. So yeah. I think that may be the reason why they're continuing with this feud. But also it's like, yeah, WWE loves to drive this point home, like and and, and stick it home and then make sure and like ram it down your throat that, like, yes, this is a terrible thing. But
0: yeah, and it's a, I get it. It's a story. I get it.
1: He's a bad guy. I get it. I think
0: everyone gets it. He's a bad guy. He's not a good guy anymore. They even have the Thunderdome piped in crowd noises booze now. We he's a heel. I don't know what more he could do from punishing Jay Uso. I don't know what is the purpose of like and, and trust me, I know AJ isn't hurt from this, but having Jay pin AJ, having Jay pin riddle, having Jay pin a lot of the, the other guys coming up. Like, if they're gonna knock him right back down to the upper mid, what's the point? You know, like if he yeah. if he's not gonna get a single title, what's the point? I, I think that obviously you know Roman seems to have a lot of creative control over this, so I'm pretty sure this is probably his idea too. But I feel like uh, in a Hell in a Cell match with them, twenty something more minutes. That, that match went about what twenty eight minutes in Clash of Champions. It went. It was a really long match. Uh,
1: I, I don't know, but it no, I, I agree. It was a long. I mean, it seemed like a a, a clubbering type of a match. I don't know how long it actually went, but it it felt long just by the beatdown that it was. But I think. If, if I'm looking at this, I think, am I, am I wrong to say you're looking at it from the standpoint of like, okay, what do we need to continue to do with Jey Uso? Right. When Absolutely. This, when, the, when we should be doing something else of any note importance, um, do we really need to invest the time in the story in Jey Uso? Unless something is happening later on the line, which I can see from your standpoint of like, okay, but, if they're doing, I mean, I don't know if they're doing something long term with Jey Uso. He got to win over AJ Styles on SmackDown, so obviously they're keeping keeping him strong. Um, but I think they seem to be a lot more enamored with the story and kind of telling the story. And I think when we get to Survivor Series, I mean, hopefully it's not another Uso match at Survivor Series. Um, but hopefully it's the Raw versus SmackDown thing, which I'm always a proponent of. But
0: and, and maybe um, and just maybe they're prolonging it another month because we're getting new we're getting new people coming to Smackdown and yeah maybe that's it I mean
1: yeah I mean so that could be it as well I think it's a you know it's part of the story I don't think it's a necessarily bad story I'm not going to say it because uh, on on other shows there are Terrible stories that have been going on for far too long. <laughs> and this one still seems relatively fresh. So I'm not completely against it. I'm kind of interested to see if Jay Uso steps up to the plate. I'm kind of more interested in see what this does for Jay Uso's career. They recently had a career where it was just a tag team thing, and I think they were both completely content and fine. I'm talking about Jimmy and Jay with being a tag team. But does this open the door for a singles run? Or does it open an, you know, an opportunity to kind of be looked at from a different perspective. So we'll, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I I completely see how you feel in terms of the part two of this program. But, um, but speaking of the fiend, the fiend and Alexa bliss's Alliance, I don't know if to say that they're in in an entanglement. I don't know if they are in a relationship. (laughs) I don't know necessarily what it is,
0: Bray don't need no more entanglements. Bray does not need any more (laughs) entanglements.
1: (laughs) Listen, there's plenty ponies in the world to, to grab Alexa bliss away from, um, on the way downs, Ryan Cabrera, if I would say so, which is one of my, I'll be honest, one of my favorite songs ever this is (laughs) on the way down. One of my faith, I promise you. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Playlist needles is here. It is 100% on that. Um, (laughs) The Fiend and Alexa Bliss alliance has started to take shape. What does this mean for the Fiend, and what does it mean for Alexa Bliss, and what does this kind of mean? Are you are you interested in this? Do you like this? I personally, it's it's something different, which I think the mileage on the Fiend ran out in like January. <laughs> yeah. let's, so, let's, what a year it has
0: been for the Fiend! Right, debuted last August against Seth Rollins, or not Seth Rollins, debuted against Finn Balor, I'm sorry, pardon me. Um, Sent him out the territory. We love that, right? That was one of the most standout moments from the show. Yeah. Uh, Then started to beat up on Legends, which we were cool with. Then we get to literally a year ago, today as we record this, Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins in a moment that I think, regardless of what WWE is doing behind the scenes with, with what they're doing with stocks and what they're doing, you know, as far as moving things around and trying to get a bigger position in the multimedia game, this is the moment to me that changed perceptions for WWE in a way that we have not seen since maybe Austin left since maybe like, this is just a moment where a lot of people threw their hands up and he was at the, he was at the focal point of this and in the year that he has been active, I can't say that he's had many excellent, are great matches. He's had one against Daniel Bryan. He had a better match, quote unquote, with Seth Rollins in Saudi Arabia when he won the title. He lost to Goldberg in like a minute.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it the, just the, hasn't, first, the first, the first Braun and Bray match that was that wasn't too bad. They surprised. It wasn't us. bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. It, it ended up being
0: a, it ended up being a slugger, and, and that's because Bray, and and that's credit to Bray, who is not I'm not Bray, I'm Braun, who isn't terrible, but again, it depends on who he's working with. With Bray, I don't know anyone besides Daniel Bryan who he actually is good at working with. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just never it has not clicked. So I, I almost feel like and for you know, forgive me for saying this, maybe we just don't need Bray Wyatt in the ring. Maybe we just need him to be like a part of the show without actually doing anything of important, like the boogeyman, if you will.
1: Nah, no way. I think that would kill his character. There's a there's a part of it where you need to ultimately it has to culminate to something, and it has to be a wrestling match. Someone who's just well, what is and, this and, and that's with. But it, it, it's coming into some a wrestling match. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but ultimately, like, it, you know, even with all, even if you talk about these valets and managers and all this other stuff, everyone gets into the ring. Vicky Guerrero got into the ring. Everything has to culminate to a match at some point because people either need to get their revenge or people need to get their comeuppance or something along those lines. I don't – I think – the whole Disfiend and Alexa Bliss thing, I think it's 100% a new wrinkle to his character. I think this is a new vessel for him to sort of um, reinvent his character a little bit. Because I do think that it was, like I said, it the wheels fell off in like January. Like it, it was done when he lost the championship to Goldberg or, or February or whatever the hell that happened. Um, but it's uh, I, I don't know where they go from here. I don't see – I can't see Roman in the conversation now because it seems like they're both still heels. So I'm going to assume they're going to go – my guess is they're going to Monday Night Raw. And I know we'll do a whole draft thing um, pretty soon. But my guess is they're going to go to Monday Night Raw um, and do some things over there. But I –
0: It's a really muddy Alistair, Fiend, Kevin Owens, Alexa thing going on that – I before I can judge this properly, I need a little bit more. There isn't enough for me to go on off of this because mm-hmm. Kevin Owens isn't a heel either. And I, I just think it would be so terrible if they turned him again. He's been a heel for like his whole career. <laughs> that would be yeah. so bad if
1: they turn He's to actually a redeeming fate. Like he's a good guy. <laughs> like, he, did you see the post on Twitter about his the cat? Yeah,
0: I, I saw the post. I thought it was it was it was a really cute post. I, I think Kevin Owens' social media presence is really like again, like you said, very redeeming. Um, it, it is really cool. And he seems really down to earth, and even on promos and on TV, he's really down to earth. I just don't want him to go back to being a, a heel. Like wh- I thought that you know the fiend turns anyone he faces into heel face thing. That was cool, but don't don't touch Kevin Owens. He's 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 one of the good ones.
1: Yeah, it, it, I don't think we we need to at this point. Um, but you know. We'll see how this fares. Um, it is a very interesting Friday night that we've got. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna actually, you know what? Let's let's run through because we actually have a big Friday night on SmackDown. We can kind of preview yeah. it a little bit. But um, the next topic that we had up was Carmella's official reveal of the gimmick gets a lot of flack, um, because, in my opinion, why? <laughs> really who really cares like that much to be that mad about this gimmick i don't think they're mad but i think she just no one's mad no one's like oh my god i can't believe they wasted so much of our time but it's like really kind of like and then kind of like all right i don't want to be too you know i want to be super messy meals here you know what i'm saying (laughs) here we go but
0: Your brother's sunflower, sunflower. you can't do this
1: anymore. Well, this is true. This is true. I don't know. The hair wasn't working for me. The hair just wasn't working for me. I just didn't like it. I thought too close to Charlotte, but also not as good as Charlotte's hair. Um, But, you know, a lot of it didn't work for me, but I don't want to be the person who gets overly critical of a gimmick that we haven't even really seen in person yet. Like, we don't know how it goes. We don't know where it goes. She's just been in the mirror for so long. We saw how Liv was when her promo vignettes were happening. And then she kind of shows up and immediately drops whatever the hell was happening two weeks later. So we have no idea, but Carmella's back on SmackDown. SmackDown needs women unless they don't because draft is coming up. So we'll see how it goes. Um, This Friday, we've got a lot of matches coming. Yeah. We have got, first of all, Actually, it's it's a stacked Friday. I I believe Kevin is Kevin Owens and Fiend happening on this Friday show.
0: Yes, yes, it's, it is Fiend's first TV match
1: ever. Listen, come on, man, the marquee, similar to Brock, almost but not really. Um, <laughs> the Fiend's first um, match on televised SmackDown on Friday versus Kevin Owens, so that should be very interesting. We have also got Big E versus Sheamus falls count anywhere in the Thunderdome. So it is. That's a feud that's been culminating for quite some time that we're gonna see either blown off or just blown up or whatever the hell it's gonna go at this point. False kind of anywhere. It kind of seems I don't want to say fatal, but <laughs> like it's
0: a, it's a nice send off to the uh, to the Thunderdome, which they which they have to leave at the end of the
1: month. I think. Oh yeah, this is very true. Um, or or maybe they don't. Maybe they renew the lease. Uh, there's nothing really going on anyway, unless there is. Um, Otis court ms morrison friday I'm skip- I'm skipping that <laughs> yeah. i'm skipping that i'm tired of that i'm tired of storyline bro yeah 100 percent. but i guess more so the main event the main attraction of all of this is and props possibly the most surprising thing and, and blew away all unless you're chris novak where he predicted it accurately because he's just baileyologist um <laughs> Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship will be happening this Friday on SmackDown, not at Cla- not at Hell in a Cell like we previously thought or maybe it does happen at Hell in a Cell, but we're getting the first match of this feud on SmackDown. What do we think where does it go?
0: I think it goes to a no contest. I, it it would be here's my thing with this. One of them has to leave. <laughs> yeah. One of them has to go. Um, I, I really, I really do not think that the the a WrestleMania storyline is in play here. Um, I I think that the one that will probably leave is Bailey. I think she will definitely go to Raw. But the thing about it is, Bailey going to Raw is that like she'd be going as a heel, which would put her right in the in the sight lines of either
1: Oscar or maybe Bianca Belair. Oh, you know it's Oscar. You know it's Oscar. Listen, <laughs> Raw, Raw plays nothing but the hits, so you know it's Oscar. <laughs> It's gonna
0: be the Bailey and Oscar for another seven months. So you know, or maybe it should be Sasha, who is now probably gonna be a full face at that point. Hopefully, going back to Raw, where she, where it all started. I don't know, but I do know that matches are gonna have a finish, and I do know that, like, I know people will be very pissed off if, let's say, Bailey wins the match at Hell in the Cell if that happens, uh, and Sasha gets sent off. Or because again, it's weird because again, draft season always contra- you know, contradicts a pay per view. So yeah. you'll have people that are not on the same show facing each other again. And I think that's definitely going to happen with this match. I think they're going to split these two up.
1: Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think, um, and then we'll make our, our bigger picks down the line. But yeah, I do think that these two will be split up. I can't see them anchoring a division for another six months together. Um, I think it's a very it's a major hindrance to the development and the progression of the women's division on, on either show if they're still continued there. They've made history. They've done all they can together. I think we've reached the extent of it. Will they have more matches in the future? I'm almost sure of it. <laughs> Do we need the five-star NXT Brooklyn match? No, nah, we don't. No. Let's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> let it happen. Let's get it over. Because it's not living up to that ever again. Like I think the the moments that they created in NXT, and you know what? I could be wrong. I could 100% be wrong because these women are just kind of on another level from where they was on NXT, but kind of the whole story and the feeling behind that sort of match and the build up to it has just been completely different. But, um, do they need to have that match again? Not really. If it happens, I'm all for it, but they don't really need to have that match again. I think we need to settle this and get out of this pretty soon. Um, but Please. Friday night SmackDown looks like a banger. Let's head over to raw, my friend. Tell, tell me about Monday night raw.
0: Yes. Uh, not my favorite Raw of the year. Not touching the Retribution debut episode, though. Let's, let, that, this is what we measure all Raw's against now. It was just it was just a boring show.
1: I yeah, think it was pretty been, bad.
0: This 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 episode of Raw would have been... Well, here's the thing. It was a boring show that had really cool parts in it.
1: I think yeah, it had really cool parts. You're going to have cool parts in the show. You're going to have cool parts. I think generally for... This felt like a go-home show, but it was like, what are you going home for?
0: <laughs> like, but It also felt like the last time we're going to be seeing a lot of these people on, on Monday. So, <laughs> I mean, it,
1: it could be. It could be. It could be.
0: Uh, first off, we have the confirmation uh, between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. They will meet in the Hell in a Cell for the WWE title. Will the third time be a charm for Randy Orton? Uh, what do you think, Mills?
1: No. God, no. <laughs> God, no. Um, here's the thing. This isn't, I mean, I'm not even going to put any draft implications on this. Keep Randy Orton as far away from SmackDown as humanly possible, in my opinion. But Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, I'm expecting a great match. But I am not expecting uh, a win for Randy Orton in this thing. I'm expecting to continue to solidify the legend that is Drew McIntyre and continue to have him mow over. This is his biggest feud yet. This is his strongest feud yet. This is his most defining feud as thus far. Why ruin that by making him lose? I I I can't see it. I love the hell in a cell match. I think these two are gonna do great. I think Drew McIntyre is gonna get his ass kicked. I think Randy Orton's gonna get his ass kicked. But yeah, let's end it there. Let's, let's, let's end it now. I would rather end it now, but you know let's let's
0: normalize, let's, let's normalize month long Randy Orton feuds. Let's normalize that. <laughs> um, I agree. I think it's going to be a banger. Drew Drew hasn't missed, man. I, th- I think even with the ambulance match, we were kind of like, uh, eh, and they ended up being really enjoyable. So um, Drew hasn't missed. I, I think he's definitely in, in the top five or at least top three of my favorite wrestlers of the year. So I think this would be another banger for him. I think this is his first Hell in a Cell match also. So we get to see him in, in chartered territory. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think it is. Um, next up, the Murphy rollins mysterio family saga continues it we are going on eight months almost of this uh I, we there, there it was a point where i saw what when when murphy and seth were going down to the ring and i was like who are they facing because i was like there are no tag teams on the show the viking raiders are gone the street profits are in the main event i was like there's no one that they could face and Rey mysterio seems to be like not wrestling just to kind of you know put the storyline over And then Humberto and Dominique Mysterio came out and I said, all right, bro, I'm skipping this. I skipped the whole match, bro. I can't do it no more. I cannot do it with these people. I cannot. That
1: that was me during the Hurt Business match where I legitimately felt like they were insulting my time um, and energy and things that I have to do in the day by putting me in the... 15th or 16th or whatever televised match that apollo cruz is having against the hurt business raw is in this constant cycle of having the same match over it it stinks it's bad um i stayed for the, i stayed for this match because of all the implications surrounding it
0: were there anyone on the show because retry was on the show this week so the covid vacation's over for them keith lee was on the show there was no COVID vacation for him. He actually raw up. on the ground, still not back. Raw on the ground, still not back. So that's probably all them people that had that vacation. Is Raw so low on people that they have to do this? Are they are they that low on on on? To raw pull a three now?
1: hour show, they might. Yeah, they might no be. No way. No way. To, to Everyone's pull back. A three hour show. Everyone is back. They they don't have the star power on Monday Night Raw. They lost Becky and Charlotte. Which is a, a monumental, I think, those two are major losses for the overall star power of the brand. We we experienced from last year around Hell in a Cell and all the angst between that, that Seth Rollins, as good as he is, is not the show's anchor. He is not oh the main God. attraction for the show.
0: You're right, um, bro. They, they, really, yeah. they
1: really don't. <laughs> they have Drew, who's proven himself in real time. They have Randy Orton, who is kind of working at his best speed in real time, um, but they don't really have kind of anything else. Like, when's, listen, once Roman Reigns returned on SmackDown, the entire mood just changed. The energy you know was funny? different.
0: Yeah, but you know what's funny? When I look at this roster, this roster list, everyone is being used. <laughs> everyone is being used. Right, right down to, uh, right, right down to Shane McMahon being on the show. I didn't even know he got moved over to Raw. Ruby Ryan, Drew
1: Gulak is on the show, and he didn't even—he wasn't even on—he's not even on the show. (laughs) Like, Drew Gulak is just—I guess he's raw J's now. I don't know.
0: Everyone was here. Everyone was here. Everyone was like, damn it! Everyone was present except for the people that we knew were injured. Jason Jordan strangely being on the, on the roster as well. Everybody well, well
1: the here. Billy Kays and the Payne Royces of the world, unfortunately. I mean, I
0: think they're setting them up for a move, so I, I wouldn't put them
1: on the show either. Why is Jason Jordan still on the Monday Night Raw roster? What does he I have? have? No clue.
0: I I think you know what needs to happen. These 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 rosters need to get shaken up, my pals. Oh yeah, <laughs> these rosters need to need to shake up, my pal. This is crazy. Moss, wow. Break. Yeah, look at this. He's injured. He said he said he had a torn ACL. He's been working he on it. So he said he
1: was working like, with the torn ACL, which is like, damn. Shot shot slam, to Keegan.
0: Slamming people <laughs> on raw underground with a torn ACL. You're a wild
1: man. He is a wild man, 100%. Um, but, um,
0: so the, the storyline continued. I'm sorry, we got we derailed right there, but the storyline continued. Uh, we got to more of Aliyah protecting Buddy, uh, Buddy finally snapping on Seth, Seth looking at the 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 carnage that he has wrought. Uh, after beating up Murphy, who looked like a complete goof for putting his guard down against Seth, which is like, why would you even do that? You this is a very
1: know. 90s family ABC, you know, experience type of storyline. I haven't been here to talk about this storyline for the past couple of weeks, but it is, I'll be honest, I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see where this love story between uh, Aaliyah is it love? and Murphy is. It, is, it, is it love? It might be. It's growing into something. I think right now it's in the uh the phase of where they really just appreciate each other and she cares for him or they at least she's not phase. an ass. Is yeah. <laughs> <face>? <laughs> you saw the text. They talking. You they see just talking right now. They just talking. You know? Oh uh, now now he's in the phase. I mean, this is the let me pull out the cuffing season calendar. Um, but now he's in the face. He's probably sending a couple of emojis now. He's probably, you know, the the LOLs are turning to LMAOs very in, in caps lock, you know. it's A, <laughs> a lot a, of O's. LMAO. Yeah, a, little, yeah. <laughs> a lot of O's. A lot of O's, you know. They might send a little gift from here and there, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think this is evolving. This, this looks like a, a, a long term. Bruce Pritchard, a Bruce Pritchard, um
0: Don't say long term. It was long term in May.
1: No, this is long a new term. long term. Now the love story is long term. This well, is a, a, I, a Bruce Pritchard joint, if you're asking me, if I had to say you'd
0: have to, imagine, you'd have to imagine that if 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 what we know is true, Becky's due around end of November, December. So yeah. the Seth write up or write-off is coming. Yes. It's it's going to be between four of the five people that he has only faced or seen or talked to in the past. Like it's almost like Seth lives in his own world and he does not even talk to anyone else in the raw roster,
1: except these of, course not. of course not. So that's how Raw operates.
0: Does it, does it, end with Ray, does it end with Ray and the family sending him you know, and buddy sending him to, out to pasture or yes,
1: believe? I believe, I believe wholeheartedly. That's how it, that's how it ends. And Murphy, Murphy is Murphy now has a new attraction towards him. Now that he's paired with Aaliyah who seems to be a character that is blossoming on a raw that people are, you know, getting you to know. How do you feel about her acting? It, it feels supernatural. Uh, natural. It feels super natural. It, so there are times where it does and there's times where it feels very high school-esque. Um, very, you know, but she, she's doing all right. She's doing way better than anyone expected. We've seen Eva Marie who has yeah. <laughs> who's trained for wrestling, who has had classes with Dusty roads, I assume, and just we've, we've watched Dana day in a brook for years just be a robot, okay? We're
0: being too great, we got to get through Raw so we can get to the draft pred- draft predictions. Uh, women's tag team match, uh, it was basically a prolonged squash,
1: yeah. I liked it though, I liked it. it I like Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. This is the best use of. I'll say this is the best use of Nia Jackson. I'm not gonna say this is the best use of Shayna Baszler, but this is. I think Shayna Baszler just next to anyone, she has a presence about her, right? Like even when yeah. you put her next to something, uh, they're immediately able to play off of her. She has, believe it or not, a character, and and a presence. So good for her. This is this is just expanding her palette, in my opinion. But yes, they beat the dog shit out of Liv and <laughs> and Ruby um, on Raw.
0: Take on a Smackdown, please. Uh, The biggest thing that happened on the show was, again, another long-term storyline, getting another wrinkle to it, (laughs) as Ali, who showed up on TV for the first time in months last week, (laughs) was revealed to be the leader of Retribution this week.
1: (laughs) All right. So let me ask you this question. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Do you think this was always the plan?
0: No. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no,
0: that's why I said what I said just now. Absolutely not. I think what happened was either someone caught the vid, or they ever since the ever since the other week when the 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 you know two weeks ago, three weeks ago that episode of Raw they got panned universally uh, came out. They've been scrambling to find the actual leader, and they did one of their day of rewrites and said, "Okay, fuck it, Ali." I think that's exactly because because even the setup to it made no sense. Why would he even have been out there with Apollo and Ricochet if he knew this? Why, why? Why? For months they've been getting their asses beat in front of Retribution, and they've done nothing.
1: Well, you know, last week Mustafa Ali did come out of uh, the herb business. Yeah, you know, and then listen, I've had, did you see my tweet of how I'm booking in four D now? No. So this was. It, it, I'm booking in 40 now. So I'm gonna say this was a long time story. I, this is not true. Please uh, don't uh, don't take this as seriousness. This is all satire. Um, I'm taking
0: it seriously, the narrative is already started.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm saying this started two years ago, where Mustafa Ali was kicked out of that elimination chamber match for Kofi Kingston. Um, and then it bleeds over into the hacker gimmick, which Ali was supposed to be the hacker. And the only person who could hack Monday Night Raw with as all his hacking powers um, would be Mustafa Ali, who's cutting off the lights, who's getting people in and was doing all this other stuff like that. They had a mole. Retribution is somehow able to get in every week until they actually sign deals, which made no sense. But Slapjack and, and Sawdust or whatever the hell their names are. Um, but... You know, it, it it's it was building up to that point. I think we're getting Mustafa Ali. The retribution, they might beat down New Day. Who knows? This is just my this is just my plan in the future. High in the sky booking. But no, I don't think it I do not I don't I don't actually think this was a long term thing. I really do think it was like cut and paste. But I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at all. This is Ali's time. Ali has been wanting the opportunity. Ali has been wanting the shine. This is by far as of right now, the highest ceiling that he could reach in WWE.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is it. I don't think it's going to get any higher than this unless he somehow wows us and blows us away. This is it for Ali. If this does not work, which there's a lot of reasons why this could not work.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of the people named is Slapjack. There's a lot of reasons why this is they don't even look what, what, their outfits I, don't even look expensive
0: like they just I, I think the next step for this is for them to take off the fucking masks and actually get their their names back. I think that's what he should do. Like stop the this is my this is my corporate name bullshit. Like give them their names back. I think we'll take them a lot more serious. We can we can forgive the other shit. I can forgive the other stuff if they just take the masks off at this point. I think the and only give thing them their name's them, back. Give them their names back And I think the only thing that, that I question is like Will Ali wrestle less Or will he wrestle more Because there's already there are, He's already what Four Six deep now with the, Including the women
1: Listen He's about to be The Indian Seth Rollins Right now And he just looks the part Like he is about to be So In his gimmick You were saying He should take off The Gimp mask I find that I, I love the mask So screw it Um <laughs>
0: Well, you know what's funny? The the mask that T-bar wears looks like the Ali mask.
1: Mm, listen, we put we, the pieces together.
0: So again, like, you know, there, 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 are, there are things that they could they could use if they choose to. I don't have any faith that they're gonna do it, but I think Ali should definitely fight for some type of connective tissue in the storyline. But like, um, I don't know where this goes next. I literally don't even know where this goes next.
1: I, I yeah, I don't I have no idea where this goes. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask. I'm not even gonna pretend like I know where this goes. They seem to be flying by the seat of their pants. Um, This has by far been the most interesting wrinkle to retribution. Period. Yeah.
0: Um, So Ali, fuck all that. Shout out to Ali, man. He shout out Ali. I want him on TV. There you go. He's on TV now. There you go. He's on TV now. But Let, let's see. Let's let's make sure they don't make them look like geeks now that he that he's with them. Because I think that like it's it's very it's a very cool thing to have a a leader of a faction be considerably shorter than everybody in it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Napoleon complex to the tenth maximum. I'm I'm yeah. I'm 100% for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be weird because they look like goons. Dominic Dajakovic ain't no damn leader. He's a goon. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like Ninja Turtle esque, Street Shark esque. Goons. They're not like actual things. They're they're like Goldar and like fucking <laughs> and the wow. goat that's in Power Rangers and Rita Repulsa and all this other stuff like that. They're not actual people. I thought you were gonna be like he's they're burder and please <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say that, but I I could have. But no, I'm not gonna <laughs> say that. I hope they don't at me in this. I hope they don't respond to my tweets and uh flame me because they've been roasting everybody's ass on Twitter.
0: Oh, if you if your ass gets flamed, I'm reading, I'm reading the tweet every single second on the show on the show. If they flame <laughs> your ass. And they're cussing on there, cussing up a storm on Twitter. i was like, boy, y'all taking that they're they're gonna take your account. You better back up. Okay, before we get out of here.
1: Yeah, let's wrap up because something is dying. I just heard a bloop bloop in my ear.
0: <laughs> oh whoa, boy. <laughs> uh we gotta talk about the draft. It is on Friday. I know this is, you know, we we didn't really do a proper draft show because we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. We don't even know if NXT is gonna be involved in it. Um, yeah.
1: We're just happy are, it's happening on the schedule that we love. It didn't happen yes. on Monday, Friday. It's happening on Friday, Monday. So shout out
0: Friday. to them. listen, Vince knows where his bread is butter and that is on Fridays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Who are our top? Who, let, let's just make it easier. I'll just say who are your top five moves? Uh, top five superstars that will move into what brand?
1: Okay. I'm going to go with, all right, I'm looking at cheese. I got to pick five of them. Okay. Um, let's
0: let's,
1: no, 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 no. let's not do that. Uh, let's see. All right, from Raw, I fully see, I'm 100% expecting God. Um, from Raw to SmackDown, I could see, yo, these guys have been such a fixture on Monday Night Raw, it doesn't even seem
0: possible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um. Kevin Owens is going to SmackDown.
0: Again? With Sammy? No!
1: (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Owens is going to SmackDown. Listen. Sammy's doing
0: so good without him!
1: Kevin Owens is just... The the, the way they've been using him, they've just been utilizing him as like a... they, They threw him on SmackDown for no particular reason, just to have the show, because they trust him so much. He is someone who's, I think, is a piece that you could just move around anywhere. Like, it doesn't even matter. Um... I think Apollo Crews is moving to SmackDown. Yes. I think instead of having him get beat up every week, then it's just going to be Ricochet on Raw by his lonesome, and that's when Ricochet will shine. So let's get Apollo Crews out of that picture. Um. Let's see. Who else did I got? Who's on Monday Night Raw? Oh, do, do I want to pick one of the, the – Billy or Payne? One of them. Just, <laughs> it don't even matter. Payton's pay staying on Raw, I would say. Payton staying on Raw. Okay. Billy's to SmackDown. Billy's to SmackDown. Um, let's see. I hope they don't do that thing. Remember those old drafts where they do the. Like they have the little spinning superstar thing? Yeah. And then and we're like. Ding, ding, John Cena to SmackDown. Maybe um, <laughs> it
0: seems like random, which is not how a draft is. <laughs> I'm so glad they did it last year the way that they did because I'm like, a draft is not. random select yeah picking
1: it is not not at all um fuck i don't know anymore who do you got who do you got moving from raw to smackdown let's talk about it
0: let let me let me see i got r-truth going to uh going to smackdown with with it with the 24 7 title
1: okay Listen, a new array of challengers. Listen, he's ran away from everybody on Monday Night Raw. And actually, (laughs) no one else wants the championship over there.
0: Clearly. At all. Um, I think AJ Styles will go to Raw. That's two. Um, Controversial. Controversial pick is that I I do think, I I think Velveteen Dream is probably going to get called
1: out. Hmm. Hmm. They haven't incorporated NXT into this thing, so I'm I'm very. But
0: that doesn't mean they can't just call them up, you know, because they do you know, do that.
1: You're right. You're right. I'm very um I'm very hesitant to say anything NXT, but I would it would be a pleasant surprise if they move one of them, um, to another show. I'm going to say, wow, they why do they still have Mickey James? They have Mickey James on SmackDown on the app, so you know. There you who go. Knows <laughs> Mickey um, James is SmackDown. Um, I I they also Rid- still have Mustafa Ali on SmackDown on the app. So clearly they have not updated <laughs> that when it comes to the rosters, except Roman Reigns, who has the universal championship, very proud and mightily. Yes.
0: Um, I think Riddle probably still on SmackDown. Um, he, there's much for him to do there <laughs> since he's
1: been called up. Um, I, I would love for them to split up. Cesaro and Shinsuke, so one of them could head to another roster, but they're not going to do that. I mm-hmm. do think Sheamus is going to Raw. I think Sheamus is a future matchup for Drew McIntyre. Absolutely, I think that's that's what I they want. Sheamus, yeah, I think Sheamus. I think um, I think Strowman, Strowman is just done on SmackDown. He just I,
0: think is. I, I think I think I think Alistair uh, and Zelina go to SmackDown
1: also. Yeah. Just judging from how they got really kind of, I won't say written off, but they've been definitely kicked off the damn show. I know Zelina has um, something like that. I, I was going to ask. I was like, I think Andrade was barring up Zelina last week in the ring. That was very awkward. Um, let's see who else. Who can I see?
0: Alexa Bliss is going back to Raw, and, and I do agree. I think Bray Wyatt will probably follow her.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Bray Wyatt will follow her. Let's see if.
0: My thing is this. Stop giving Bray Wyatt main titles, the like, like the main event no. titles.
1: No, they will not. They will not stop doing it as long as Bruce Pritchard is in charge of the show. They will 100% not do that. Um, who else could I see? Who else could I see? Elias Thoreau, just for shits and giggles. I forgot,
0: I forgot he was even around. Is, is he due to come back?
1: No, nah, one day, one day, <laughs> one day. Um, do you I want got to keep King Corbin stuff. on SmackDown? Do you like King Corbin on SmackDown? Do you like the vibe of it? If he goes to Raw, then
0: he needs to not be the king anymore.
1: No, nah, he's definitely staying on SmackDown, man. <laughs> That's his thing. Um... All right. So wait, 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 okay. All right, all right.
0: Do you think we've improved the shows even with these predictions? I don't know if we've even improved the shows. I think no. We, you need more people from NXT coming up into these shows. Like I know we're hesitant about it.
1: Yeah, but, but then um, you shit on NXT becomes a sh- fucking. No,
0: no, no, no. If you move Champa, show. if you move Champa, Gargano, um, Dream, Whoa. Lerae, Mia's already gone. Mercedes is already gone. The, the women's division. Let's be clear. After what we saw on Takeover, the women's division is going to be a okay for another
1: year. Well, all right. So, who from on any roster would you move to improve the women's division on either show? It would have to be either Bailey or Sasha, right?
0: Yes, it, I'd say take Sasha back to Raw,
1: leave Bailey on SmackDown. Move. I Canada. would maybe move. I, I might move Charlotte too. Oh, SmackDown. If I, but I, if you move in Charlotte, yeah. If you move in Charlotte, you're moving Andrade.
0: You know the the thing that's that's wild about Charlotte is that she's been on all three shows, meaning yeah. that she's she's effectively faced everyone almost. Yeah. And I just don't know what to do with her
1: anymore. you yeah, will just put on SmackDown. Fox. It's Fox now. It's uh, she, she, she runs
0: headfirst into Bailey again.
1: I'm sure that'll happen. I'm 100 percent sure that'll happen. On no matter where she's either running into Sasha or she's running into Bailey. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that'll happen. Um, damn. I don't see much else, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, they have got such a cycle on this show that no one of any major consequences – like, there are people on Raw who are not, who are not moving. Yeah. Like, Mysterio, <laughs> Rollins. Um,
0: well, Rollins is on the way out anyway. So he can show yeah, up, and, you know – not he's not
1: moving, but he's not moving. They they've got him trapped in this vortex of this program. He's not moving at all. Um, they need tough people for Raw Underground, so I don't know who else they could get. But um,
0: yeah, Riddle I mean, Raw to Raw might be a like a, a big move for Riddle because he, you, like you mentioned, Underground, he would be a fixture on that show because he's not he doesn't do anything most weeks on on Raw or on SmackDown.
1: Raw Underground hasn't established anything. I would feel bad for him on Raw Underground because there's no definitive like it's not a. Tournament. It's not a championship. It's just a thing. Like
0: okay, okay, bigger than that. Who would you move to NXT? (laughs) Um, just saw Ember Moon move back to NXT. (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) You're green. I would move. You don't be be crazy. I want to move any women
1: to NXT. I think NXT
0: is fine without any main roster women right now.
1: Yeah, they're good. They're good. Move um move Lars Sullivan back to NXT. Move um move Dominic to NXT. Ooh, that could be it. No, they're not moving him. They're not moving they're not doing any they're not doing anything like you that.
0: You don't need Dominic for the blow off. They are he's already kinda had his matches. You need Ray Ray and Seth is the is the thing.
1: Yo, watch watch Daniel Bryan be like, Yo, I'm trying to go back to NXT and everyone's like, No, you have to stay here. Where are the money's <laughs> at. He's like I've been trying to petition we – we're going to hear in like three years that he was trying to petition for NXT run for the longest so he could face Adam Cole. And it never happened because Vince wouldn't let him. And the, um, thing,
0: about, the thing about people in NXT is that they now have the Undisputed Era and the storyline where it's like it doesn't make sense for them to get called up now. Like they've effectively I mean, shut that door again. Uh,
1: I would say before – I mean until they had Ridge Holland do whatever Ridge Holland thing does. But I would say honestly if they didn't do what they did on Sunday um, – they really, They made, yeah, they made a definite split in the middle where you had Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole kind of being a face and Bobby Fish and Roddy being heels, where you could do a very soft, like, okay, Adam Cole's being called up and it doesn't affect kind of what they're doing. Yeah, because they're heels. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um,
0: I, I feel really bad because I wanted to, I was going to come to this show prepared to say Tegan Knox is going to be a blue chipper that's going to SmackDown and she's going to take over the division but then you know tragedy struck again and it, it sucks because I think I, I got a lot I, I really like Tegan Knox a lot and I think she definitely would have been called up here
1: I think so as well um it's a shame what happened it's just a shame it's just a shame okay I think my headphones are officially
0: <laughs> oh boy all right so headphones die for uh for what, what is your new name again
1: um, brother, you know you can just call me Meals for now. Brother
0: Sunflower, brother Sunflower. So if 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 the Sunflower has died, <laughs> that means the show has to be over. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the a show. Uh, this is a super a super stacked episode this week of obviously with the return of, of Meals to the show. We got we had to give you guys all the stuff that you've been missing for the past two weeks. But thank you for listening anyway. Of course, you can follow us and subscribe to us uh, at A Show RNC on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts at. Uh, we have so much content coming to you. Uh, We've had so much content come out literally in the last couple of days. I have to jump off of this and go right to record the G show with Cyrus. So take a uh, a chance to watch the G1 and and listen to that with us as well. We also have the rewriters room. Um, We also have spot callers and we have the war report coming this week as well. Uh, So thank you guys for listening and and thank you Mills for deciding to come back after your sabbatical.
1: Listen, I'm here now. So, you know, I, I feel a wave of change. I feel a wave of new air. Uh, wow, what's that mean? Bless the, a- bless the A show. It just means things. It just means okay. things. You know, it it just does. Um, Najiramba is all I'll say as we end This,
0: this, is, this is your uh, this is your cleared moment. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Najiramba. Najiramba.
0: All right. Uh, so for meals, I am Justin. We'll see you next week on the A
1: show. Peace out. All right. My headphone will